Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of The Law and Finance Show. And today we have another great, well, actually we have two guests on today, which is something we don't usually do, but I thought it was a good idea to have these two guests on because one of the things that a lot of law firm owners are trying to figure out is, one is how do you get the right people in place? How do you get the right advice from masterminds to really figuring out the business side of the business, because you may know the technical practicing of the law, but the business side is something that's a little newer. And some of it is you got to figure it out before you have to make a decision about either downsizing or figuring out and pivoting from your firm. So stay tuned for today's guest. Bill and Zara to the Law and Finance Show. So um, before we jump into the details, um, can you share a little bit about you know what type of law you practice before getting into starting your own firm? Hi, Terrell. Well, I was a public defender for three years. And then after that, I was the city prosecutor for Orlando, the city beautiful, prosecuting misdemeanor city ordinances, working for the Nuisance Abatement Board. So most of my background has been in criminal law, and I also helped with police legal advising with the city of Orlando Police Department as well. And I was a prosecutor, a division chief for domestic violence, which comes in handy because I've been married 27 years to her, and I'm deathly afraid. So uh, those lessons I learned as a domestic violence prosecutor helped, and then I uh, got the job at the city before my wife did. And then strangely enough, we, I don't know how she got the job when I left because uh, it was a city job, but uh, then went to work for some personal injury firms and then uh, on to open uh, our own practice. And then my wife later on joined us uh, when we, uh, maybe three years later, four years later. We just celebrated 25 years of Bill having his own law firm. Wow, that is impressive. And, and congratulations on the longevity in that. Um, so I'm curious for you, Zara, when you, you know, left from working for, you know, another company to coming into your firm, like, were you shocked of like all the stuff that went into like being in your own firm that you didn't have to deal with when you worked for someone else? Yes, because going through law school, it was never my dream to have my own firm. It was always my dream or assumption, I would work for someone else. And when I met Bill as a young prosecutor, that's all he would ever talk about. That was his dream. So I knew joining him, I was helping my husband, you know, see his dream come true. And he is really the businessman, the rainmaker behind our firm. Um, we each have gifts and I know what my limitations are. And I don't have those same gifts. I feel like I'm a good lawyer, a great lawyer, maybe some would say. And I enjoy what I do, but I totally let Bill run the practice because I know he knows what he's doing and he's been very successful for us. Awesome. So I guess, Bill, while you were a prosecutor, were you just like itching to get out to like just go run your own firm? Or how did you kind of like contain that long enough to be a good prosecutor? No, nah, you know, honestly, I, I was a great trial lawyer uh, and 
was very, very uh, successful, but I, I suffered from a problem that a lot of trial lawyers suffer from, which was having a huge ego. And, and so for me, the vulnerable point was I like to win. I'm relentless. I love jury selection. I love cross-examination. But what I didn't love was my inability or my weakness to handle the stress uh, that was along with that. And no matter whether I was in therapy or whether I did self-help or coaching, uh, it was very, very difficult for me to unleash that aspect. The ego was uh, a vital or just a, a part that I was never able to, to put down. And therefore, I handled a lot of stress related to that. So while I was a good trial lawyer, it wasn't good for me or my family or my wife and ultimately kids. So that's one of the reasons, the driving force that I wanted to get out of that as well. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Now, I guess as you kind of got out of that and, you know, running your own firm, you know, were you uh, shocked at all of all of the things that go into running your own firm that, you know, law school may not have prepared you for? Yeah. You know, not only was I shocked, I was uh, doing this for 25 years. I can tell you that it was only until real recently uh, that I hired a business coach uh, and started learning what I needed to do to move this forward, uh, you know, in the right way, learning about leadership skills and I think, you know, some other stuff. So, yeah, of course, there's a lot of business aspects that we don't we're not we don't learn in law school and and we're not equipped. And I didn't have any advice from anyone in the beginning when I was doing this thing. And also, I had an ego, so I thought, "Hey, I could try cases. I could run a business," which was painfully not true. So, <laughs> now, no. how much? T- oh, go ahead, Zara. Trial. I feel that this is where Bill has found his niche, his passion. I think that finally he realizes he's a great trial lawyer, but he can hire attorneys that are also great trial lo- lawyers and even better trial lawyers than himself because he's got a gift of running a business and that's where all his gifts and traits lie. You know, I think, you know, it's refreshing to hear you both, you know, say that and the things that you're saying, because one of the things that I find in talking to different, whether it's just business owners, other law firm owners is when you have, you know, a, a couple that is running a law firm, a lot of times there's that friction about being able to just like, you know what, I'm humble enough to know what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. So how do you guys get comfortable kind of recognizing that about each other? Like, hey, this is what I'm good at. She's good at that. I'm good at this. Like, how did that work? Yeah. We fired her off our leadership team. <laughs> and that was the best thing that ever happened to this firm. I even had people come back after that. So that's the truth. But there's got to be rules, right? So You know, women have a different set of parameters. I want to talk for my wife. I'm sure she'll talk for herself. But we got two rules. Like, she's boss of the house, and I'm boss of the firm now. She likes to wheedle her way in a little bit. Uh, I'm afraid to do that at the home. But that's how it works, actually, for us. Uh, There was a time that it didn't work. You know, maybe she could speak for herself. But getting on the leadership team, you know, that's just not her gig. And um So, but, you know, we make decisions like our kids went to NYU because she was the boss. If I had my way, they'd go to state school and go on scholarship. And maybe if they got into grad school, I had to zip up my mouth and, and, and be quiet about that. And at, at the office, there's a lot of things I'm sure 
I know she's got to zip up her mouth uh, because she's just cringing. But, you know, I mean, that's that's kind of how it works. right? Well, we have mutual respect for each other. And that's how it works is that fear, fear motivates people. <laughs> and we're an example of it. Um, but I he does not get involved at home with the decisions I make. He trusts me and knows I have our best interest at heart. And I respect him the same way at the office, or at least I try. Um, she tries. I I know that he like, knows like when doing. I invited like ex employees to my Christmas party, uh, which I thought was cool, even if they were like eight years ago. She's like, "Why are you paying for that?" <laughs> and then the year I didn't do it, the Christmas party wasn't as good. So guess what we're doing this year? We're taking ex employees on the cruise with our employees. I know that's not true, but well, this it's is going to be a surprise, baby. This is the relationship we've developed and it really works because I know he's the boss here. I come to work, do my job, and I don't interfere or try not to. I make suggestions, but I just make suggestions like any other employee, and that's it. And I let him make the decisions, and it's really worked well in our relationship, and this is why he can run the firm and make those decisions he needs to for our practice. And, you know, when he first started, he had a partner and it was a wonderful attorney, but that attorney was not a businessman. That attorney was a very smart intellectual attorney. And Bill found out very quickly that he can network, get cases. He needed just someone to do the work. He didn't need another partner who was not able to do that part of the job. So, you know, and that's when Bill decided he could open his own firm and do what he needed to do to make the firm successful. Awesome. Now, one of the things we talked about kind of before we started recording this session um, was, you know, kind of the EOS, the, the traction system, like how has that kind of made a difference for you guys and how, you know, the firm runs and even just how the members of the team in the firm, how they interact. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, uh, I think our, our major issue right now is all about influx, getting the cases. Uh, but EOS itself has changed the culture of our firm. I was in a program called Strategic Coach. that's uh, in Toronto by Dan Sullivan and started getting my mindset straight. And Gino uh, Wickham, who wrote Traction, was a student of Dan and then uh, took it to a place where uh, – you know, he wrote the book and there's actually now a coaching program called Fireproof for my friends, Mike Morris and John Knockhazel, uh, who are on my podcast uh, we're talking about. But it's just EOS for law firms. We don't implement Fireproof at this point. We implement EOS. And in a nutshell, it's changed everything because, you know, in the beginning, I think lawyers like to I'll give you one quick example. And I, I guess I could do it by analogy, but I, maybe it's just easier just to tell you the story. I come back from a conference 10 years ago. They talk about corporate values. So I, I buy a bunch of boards, throw them around the office. And because as a lawyer, you want to include everything and you want to analyze everything. I had like 35 values up on the board and I couldn't live even one of them. And I couldn't even understand them and I couldn't remember them. So EOS is, talks about simplicity. It's just a simple business program, really. And so by creating a, a structure of corporate values called power, positivity, ownership, and accountability, work as a team, evolutionary, and relentless, those are the five values that drive our foam. 
I can remember those words. I can put them on a board. I can talk about them, shoot videos. So just even from the perspective of just setting a core group of values in your firm and then developing systems like hiring and firing and evaluation of employees or team members is really, really important. So that's just a small segment if you know EOS has got six cycles. And also the meetings that we have typically uh, have traction uh, based upon EOS's model. They're honest. Uh, with the trial lawyers we're still working at, I don't think, but among our leadership team, we have conversations where people are like yelling at each other with respect, talking through issues and managing uh, expectations and being very transparent with each other. So it's been life-changing. And that got a great coach called Stu Wolf, uh, who's up in Detroit, was Gino's uh, direct student, and he's unbelievable. And we've been doing it for about 18 months, the journey, and it's changed quite a bit. So so what I see, Terrell, if I could just put my two cents in, because I'm kind of the outsider, you know, at the firm looking into what they've implemented. Most law firms operate in that traditional managing partner, firm administrator. And a firm administrator would be kind of the equivalent of an office manager. And that's how we operated probably for 23 years at the firm. And that's what most law firms are used to. Two people on top, they got to really handle everything. And this EOS approach kind of took that from two people and spread out their responsibility amongst the team of like eight people. So it was a very scary thing, though, because that we're so used to running that traditional law firm to now saying, hey, why does everyone have to bring these issues to two people? Let's spread out the responsibility, give these other team members ownership of the firm, of how they feel, what they do impacts the firm and make decisions. And I think that's what's really changed the firm and the culture of the firm and made people enjoy working here and know that, hey, I, my input will be heard. And I think it's alleviates a lot of stress too, especially for Bill, the managing partner, because everything is not coming to him or one other person. It's being spread out. Mm -hmm. Awesome. You know, that's always, I think that's something that a lot of lawyers probably struggle with themselves of, of coming from that traditional model of hey there's two people one the two people at the top doing everything they get stressed out um so it, it's great to hear you guys make that shift now i guess with that shift of making you know a more effective you know effective firm what's some of the feedback you guys hear from your clients as you're able to provide better services to them like what would be some of the testimonials we would hear if we asked some of your clients yeah, I think, uh, you know, criminal is a really hard area. I always think that people say personal injury is hard. It's not hard if you're willing to give by having more employees handle files. And, you know, I can't, by the way, just as an aside, I can't wait to fix the intake issue, meaning getting better personal injury cases in here, because that way I can reward even more the people that are in here and really put EOS to its intended uses. But I think you'll hear if you Look at our review profile after EOS. We always got great reviews. But the reviews before were always, uh, Bryce is a great lawyer. He's a board certified guy. Or Gary Schwartz, who used to work with me, great lawyer. Or Zari Mansky, great lawyer. Or Bill, 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 great lawyer. Now the reviews talk, although Google wants short reviews again, 
the reviews talk about the team. They'll talk about the paralegal, the client relations person. They'll even talk about the administrator. Uh, and they bring in more of the words teamwork and stuff like that. So the reviews have more than just one person. I think lawyers like to be the ones in the community. It's all about me, but you, know, you have to realize that it's a team behind them that supports them. Uh, and so the reviews, the nature of the reviews have changed, I think. And the word teamwork is really mentioned a lot now. So, you know, some of the stuff is just, you know, if you're a good lawyer, uh, you're always going to get good reviews. But what I like to see is that other people are mentioned now in the mix from our clients. Awesome. So when it comes down to people finding you guys online, I know um, you, you mentioned earlier, which I want to talk a little bit more about is, you know, your podcast. I mean, we've, we've already talked about like social media before we recorded. So tell us a little bit about what can people expect when they go to listen to your podcast? Yeah. So uh, my nickname in Orlando is the Lawman, and I uh, facilitate masterminds uh, all over the country with some friends. And I got lucky to do a couple speaking engagements here and there. But uh, it started uh, my co-host, Jeff Elhoffer, who's videotaping us right now is my director of marketing and it really was his brainchild. We just wanted to do a podcast and it's called the Lawman's Lounge. And really it's like the kind of conversation you'd have. Uh, I'm a bar guy. I mean, 56, my wife probably still doesn't like that. I go to lounges and stuff. I mean, I could stay up till four in the morning still. So I, it's not even like the drinking, it's just the energy. And I like being around those environments. So we created a lounge, which, is just to have kind of a laid back talk with my co-host Jeff and myself with people that can help law students, law firm owners, uh, and uh, lawyers in general uh, talk about business, their practice, how to move forward. We'll sometimes bring in, we're not monetizing, so sometimes we'll have like John Morgan on, who I'm sure you know, uh, you know, largest law firm in, in America. And then I'll bring on just some random friend of mine who wants to leave law and she's done with it, or a guy that runs firearm training. So, but we try to keep it interesting. I mean, we're in our fourth season, and thanks to Jeff, we have a good, solid base of listeners. But the podcast is really designed to help lawyers and law students move ahead in their practices and their life. Gotcha. Now, in any of the episodes, Zara, do we see you show up as a as a guest or contributor on some of the episodes? Well, the law woman has shown up, and I did host one of the podcasts for Bill, and it was actually about fashion law. And she was a very interesting lawyer who has a patent firm out in California. So it was kind of a perfect mix. And I did also do one of the podcasts and interview one of our lawyers. But I usually stay to script. Bill doesn't. But Terrell, I do want to say one thing about Bill that I think really is interesting and is really the reason for probably his success and our success is a word that I've heard him talk about so many times um, through his podcast, through his coaching, through everything is his ability to pivot. Um, and he can do that. And he's done that with our firm and he's not scared to do that. And I think that's the biggest challenge for so many lawyers is I try something, it didn't work, how do I pivot? Because if you don't pivot, you die. And I think 
that's really what he has done for us over the last 25 years. Every few years, you pivot, you change, it's okay, and you and you succeed. Awesome. I love that. So if people are looking for the firm online, where can they find that? And then also tell us where can they find the podcast and find you on other social media platforms? So, yeah, my uh, personal site is like on Instagram is Bill is the Lawman, And uh, just started playing around with TikTok. Uh, I also have a uh, uh, William Umansky is my Facebook, but I have on that uh, the Lawman's Lounge. So you can come in on Facebook with that. And YouTube, the Umansky Law Firm is there. It's also on uh, Instagram and Facebook, the Umansky Law Firm. I think that website is thelawman.net, and I think that's all the – is that – that's pretty much all where we're at, right? That's correct. Yeah. I also wrote a book called Tiger Tactics uh, with a bunch of other authors, Jay Rowan, uh, Ryan McKean, uh, Teresa, uh, Billy Tarasio, and we're uh, coming up with a second book for uh, law firm management uh, that we do, and that's on Amazon. And the Lawman's Lounge is on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, uh, probably the same as where yours is located, uh, Terrell. Awesome. I love it. Well, before we wrap up, one final question I love asking every guest, um, and since we have two, that would be awesome, is, you know, if you were talking to someone to say, hey, you know, we were on the Law and Finance show, and if you're going to go listen to our interview, hey, here's a one big takeaway that I want you to have from that conversation that you hear us have with Terrell. So we'll start with you, Zara. What would be your one takeaway you would tell people, hey, pay attention to this when you go listen to that episode? I think is what I just said, Terrell. I think is the ability to, in life, you know things are going to come at you every day. We just got through a hurricane here in Orlando last week. And you pick yourself back up and you move on. And there are times that you have to pivot in order to grow and be successful. And you want to surround yourself with the people who will help you do that. So don't be scared to have that team approach and have others help you move forward. Awesome. Bill, what would be your one takeaway you tell people, hey, you got to listen for this when you hear that conversation? You know, it's funny. I, I, I will tell you just real quick, like there's a transition from being a trial lawyer where you lead from. Uh, the front uh, to becoming a business owner where you lead from behind. And if you lead from the front, you know, you have direct impact when you're a trial or you're giving directions and telling what to do. But if you lead from behind, uh, you are allowing team members to grow, develop more confidence and make decisions for themselves. So I, I think similar to what Zara said, it's just uh, relying on your team and having a team culture and, and building your team is probably the most important thing to running a successful law firm. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you both for being amazing guests on the show. Definitely a pleasure having you both on today. Thank you, Terrell. Thanks, Terrell. If you're looking for ideas on how to manage and grow a profitable law firm, this Facebook group is perfect for you because every week we are featuring conversations with successful lawyers and businesses related to law firms on tips, ideas, and technology that are helping many people grow and manage a profitable law firm. So 
If you're looking for great tips and ideas, you definitely want to click the link below so you can join the conversation and be part of the Law Firms and Finance Facebook group.